We want to be better. <laughs> we want to be better. We need to be better. We, we want, want to, to be, be better. No. No, it didn't work. <laughs> okay. We, we want, want to, to be, be better. better. Annie, honestly, yeah. I just wanted to congratulate you real quick on your burgeoning success in your new up-and-coming career as a model. <laughs> what? It's cute. You are a mutt. No, a I'm mutt. Not, I'm not. I'm, no. So I, I did like a, dogs. So. I know. Well, I know. So cute. That's a, like <laughs> bitch is a compliment. Um, <laughs> I am not a model. Well, you are. You are being so... Oh, I love that you hang it on me all the time, but I can't. I don't want people thinking. I don't want people thinking like, this is serious. So I did a photography shoot oh, for something like a model would do. No, it's so I wrote a piece. Uh, an article and it's to accompany the article. They just want oh, to just very show. much like when Gigi Hadid is in Vogue. They usually take photos of her. Gigi for the did, Hadid. When have you ever seen a piece that she has written about? Oh, she didn't write it, but it's about her. Oh, so just get out of town. <laughs> so you're not a model. No, I am. Mike, most certainly not a model. Ugh. Um, but yeah, I mean, like ex- Exhibit A. Yeah, right? turn on to the shoe. And I've shown you the photo. It's pretty obvious, isn't yeah, it? Look, yeah, look. Okay, the um, photos looked beautiful. And honestly, it wasn't until you pointed out what the mistake... Well, not a mistake, but the... It was a mistake. No, yeah, it is it a mistake. oversight. <laughs> and oversight. Now, I just want to preface this before Annie explains what exactly has happened in the photo. That I can't fathom how someone could go into a shoot and not completely do what they're meant to do prior to... If that makes sense, because you're okay. So you're. It's a, it was a, a photo. <laughs> this was both slowly getting around to the story. Very slow. It's a big wind up. For <laughs> such an idiot. Okay, so I like. I it was a photo with my kids. Mm. So I was worrying about my kids, and I was like, you know, their hair washed and whatever, just mm. like look clean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Make sure that they're all done, and I don't really ever care about fake tanning at all but we're in the middle of winter and I look like a corpse if I don't. Yeah, very corpse bride feel. A hundred percent. Although she's blue, isn't a she? A hundred so, P. Yeah, hundred P. Um, so I thought I would fake tan. Yeah. I put makeup on, mm. did my arms, did mm, everything. Mm-hmm. So I <laughs> I turned up with one fake tan leg. <laughs> how do you miss and the one leg? I, that is the thing that makes no sense. If I had all the answers to these things, <laughs> I would I be knew. a different person. Yeah. So I, I, I had one fake turned leg, so one brown leg looked like summer leg versus yeah. winter leg, yeah. which was the same colour as the backdrop, which was white. Like yeah. white as the walls. It looks like a fl- it just looks like a shoe is on the ground. It looks like you've <laughs> it looks got like, like I've got my socks pulled up really high because I wore like three quarter jeans. Just and one sock though. Yeah, just the other one sock, sock like is has fallen down. The other one's just up there. I don't and I didn't notice that until you said because all you said in the photo was one tanned leg, and I thought, what is she talking about? She's wearing pants, and then I saw this ghastly white <laughs> ankle. Like I thought, Annie, honestly, I don't know how. How you miss that? It's like putting mascara on one eye and just forgetting the other. That's exactly oh, what sure you've done. I'm sure I've done that. Yeah, oh, I, be- I wouldn't <laughs> be surprised. Like I'm not surprised at all. So the bit that sort of bit me in the butt, though, is that you know we did an episode so long ago about photoshopping and how I'm like, no, we shouldn't be photoshopping, and I said yeah. like to them, no photoshopping of my kids um, or any, and Which especially is because my kids are in it. You- I was very, very opinionated no. about. I do not want these images photoshopped because you don't want like different. I mean, not necessarily different for adults, but you know, kids are kids they're in their pure little state you don't need to be fixing blemishes on a kid's face like let a kid be yeah so how bad is that for a kid to see a photo and then they've been airbrushed to shit like well, what was wrong with it before you know they grow up and they're like oh let's look at photos of what i used to look like and they still don't know because it, yeah photoshop. i just was very very outspoken no and Please i don't photoshop 100 percent. so it obviously bit me in the bar yeah because the, the photoshop extend, extends to you in the photo 
Yeah, they weren't going to put fake tan mm. on my white leg. No, they're not fixing they didn't put that. It. So now these photos <laughs> out there and I'm trying to write this serious piece about parenting and I just don't think anyone's going to take me seriously. Like, why would anyone take the advice of that woman Yeah, that's been sunbaking with the towel over one yeah. leg or something? Like, no. it's so yeah. embarrassing. No, I mean, my, good. I mean no, my th- modelling so- career has been... Always bad. Ups and downs for Annie's modelling career. So she does, you do have a bit of a modelling career. You've had one other, uh, please share with the listeners, please, please, (laughs) please, because it's one of my favourite stories of all time and everyone listening, you're about to hear a a gem. And if you thought Annie was a bit wacky before or a bit of a goofball, just wait until you hear about her first ever modelling experience. I was young. <laughs> Not that young. I'm already though. looking for excuses. <laughs> Not that young, though. Okay, I was actually an adult. Yeah. I was... You were what? living out of home, so 18. that's adult enough. Yeah. Yes. And I had moved to Melbourne and, like, you know, <laughs> like, that whole... Such a cliche, but someone, like, saw me on the street and they're like, oh, do you want to be a model? And I was like, oh, me? Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, isn't that how Daniel Radcliffe got discovered to be Harry Potter? Someone saw him on the tube and was like you're a wizard, Harry. And he was like, what? And he's like, look, you, you'll understand when you get the part, but, yeah, that's one of the lines we're going to say to you in the movie because you're going to be the next Harry Potter. No yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Like a casting oh. agent saw him and just thought, with a scar on your head and round little glasses. He does not have a scar on his no, head. No, but with it, then you'll be Harry oh, Potter. Right. Yeah, I thought you meant like just by... Like, could sorry, you imagine? This is, how, this is what Bianca's working with. I thought, wow, what a coincidence that someone was on the train with black hair and oh, a no. lightning bolt scar. <laughs> sorry, no. I sometimes don't follow. So someone comes up to you and says... Yeah, like, do you, you want to... And then it was like an agent, so they signed me on whatever. Like, it's... Yeah. I, I had one gig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a model. I'm very aware of that. So... Uh, but you know, when you're young, you think like you just your confidence is so much higher when you're young. And um, I thought, yeah, oh, I could totally be. I so know what I'm. I had no yeah. idea. Anyway, went to this shoot. It went fine. It was like arty eccentric shoot. It Where was, are the photos of that? By the no, way, no, never coming out. No, never. No, okay. I'm pretty sure they're on an old computer that yeah. has since died, <laughs> and I'm happy to leave the computer as it is. So it was all like arty and whatever, and because um, I was young um, and didn't drive. Hold on, nothing's changed. Still don't drive. Yeah. Uh, they offered to drive me home, mm. and I lived in Richmond in a tiny little house that I never remembered the keys for. Which I was you just s- you still hopeless. don't do that now though. No, no, I do so. My house is very secure for all those that li- are listening. <laughs> it is super secure and it is so not worth robbing. Um, but this house in Richmond, it was like right next to the train station. So it is like a bunker, like you cannot really break in. Impenetrable. I had to wait for housemates. So they drove me home and this whole shoot I was just beside myself because I had a urine tract infection. Yeah. UTI. UTI. And... I was going to the toilet several times, like it was awful, but I just put up with it. Um, then, and they did like celebratory drinks afterwards, so it had some yeah. wine and whatever afterwards. <laughs> then they offered to drive me home, which is lovely, mm. but they drove me home and I got out of the, the car, yeah. got to the bunker, yeah, yeah. and they said, All right. I said, Thank you so much. You know, you can leave now, I'm home, huh? And like I'm looking for my keys and realizing, no, nah, I've forgotten no again. Great, and I really need to go to the toilet. And they're like, "Oh no, 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 we'll we'll wait because we'll... you're by a train station. We don't want to leave you it outside." Wasn't a, yeah, it was a bit of a roughish area, yeah. and they just wanted to make sure that I got inside oh, safely. Good on them. Really kind. Yeah. Of them. Couldn't find my keys. It's like, no, it's fine. Just you go, you go, you go. And just the front of the house is all concrete. Like, it's very inner city. There's, like, no trees, no grass, no nothing. It's just concrete. Yeah. And I'm standing at the front of the house going, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, Um, I can't get in. And I I didn't want to say, like, I can't get in because they're just going to, like, hang around because they were very adamant about me entering this house. Anyway, 10 minutes later, and I'm holding on for dear life. And they're life. still just watching you. And they're, they're like, well, no, we'll we'll drive you somewhere, say, you know, to meet your friend or whatever. Yeah. But all I'm thinking is just leave me alone, okay? Just leave me alone. And they go all get out of the car. Now, this is like the photographer 
the director of the shoot, the, like, stylist, all of those got out of the car because it's been 10 minutes and they're not sitting in the car anymore and it's hot, it's summer. Mm. Um, They got out of the car and I stood at the front door saying, oh, no, you can leave, you can leave, (laughs) and wet my pants... (laughs) But I tried to act like I wasn't wearing my pants. So I was, I'm very aware that most of my stories are about, like, this type of thing happening. You're just talking to them normally just so they don't hear make, the trickle. Yeah, just trying to look at them. And they're all looking down because it's on concrete. And I'm then – and because it's just so much, too, because I had a few drinks um, – I was standing and squelching in my own pee. And so there was like a big puddle around me, a massive puddle because it's on concrete. It's so obvious. It's summer. It's not raining. Like, I'm just pepper pig. The smell of urine is muddy filling puddles. the like, air. Yeah. Yeah. And they were like, oh, all right. And I'm like, no, please go. And they all looked at me like, Okay, she's clearly wet herself. This is very embarrassing for her. Stuff her safety now. I feel uncomfortable for her. Yeah. And they all got into the car... And, and just left. And that was it. So that was my one modelling <laughs> story. And then I rang up the agent and I was like, never again. <laughs> I'm humiliated. No one else. I was I just love it. awful. I think it's great. And I'm, I'm glad you've got back on the uh, modelling horse and this time didn't wait yourself. I'm not so. on the modelling horse. Well, in a way, though. In a way. So. You're the model. Well, you're the, uh, yeah. you're a hand model. I'm now. a hand model now, and which is kind of funny. Which because- is kind of funny because if anyone has been listening to the podcast for the last few weeks, I have been complaining about having pain, um, and I got diagnosed yesterday, and I have psoriatic, psoriatic. So it's like psoriasis. Yeah. Psoriatic. 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 Okay. It's like, I haven't, I've only had the diagnosis for like 24 hours. Okay. So I don't know the exact terminology, but it's basically psoriasis induced arthritis. Um, And so my hands have been really inflamed and swollen and gross. And I somehow landed a hand modeling contract (laughs) during this time, which is good, I guess, because it means they're not being discriminatory against, you know, People little pink with, trotter hands. Like, I was just about to say, people with little sausage fingers. Little sausage fingers, yeah. I know, I had like the hands of Shrek for a while there, just like fat little hands. But Not green. Yeah, yeah, not green. But yeah, so there you go. I actually am a oh, paid You, you are actually model. modelling. Yeah. I'm not. It's weird though, because I'm not much of a model at all. I and I did like modelling classes when I was a kid, because it's just like, you know, what everyone does. Like, But mm, I don't know. I don't know if I'm really a good spokesperson. For How do you even handle anyway? I think like you just do spirit fingers. No, you do. You hold. Th- I don't know. You hold things. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't done it yet. I haven't had a shoot yet. Um, but yeah, speaking of um, my illness, so obviously I've been sick. So it's been difficult for me to do a challenge, quote unquote. And I can actually do the quotes now because my fingers bend. So there we go. I can doing the air quotes. It's amazing. This medication is. <laughs> yeah. I just feel Overnight, like- bang, feel much better. So um, I didn't really do a challenge, but I am going to discuss what I'm going to talk about, which is budget flying. Because I had a <laughs> whooper of a week this week. I um, went home to visit my parents in my parent. My mother, sorry. (laughs) My mum in Perth. And, um, yeah, I was flying with a budget airline. I'm not going to say the airline because I don't want defamation. I know it's only defamation if it's untrue, but I just don't want to put myself in a position of getting sued. So a budget airline, that's all I'm going to (laughs) say. Make (laughs) it. You'll know which one I'm talking about when when I get into it. But... So I get to the airport. I get there on time, mind you, because I'm not one of these nuts that leaves it to the last minute, even though I've checked in. I I don't want to make them wait for me, and I'd hope that they wouldn't make me wait for them. Mm. You know, I'm considerate. And get to the the gate, and they're like, we're opening the flight for boarding. Excellent. No worries. Start lining up. And I'm standing in the line for like half an hour, and I'm like, what could possibly be taking you so long? And they say, due to operational errors or something, we've got to... We got a delay. We don't know when we're going to take mm. off. So now it's an hour. See, to me, I'm like, yep, do what you want because if there is one screw un- that has fallen out, yeah. I need that fixed. Yeah, like better it happened on the ground 
than in the yeah, end. Yeah, hundred percent. But I'm just confused because I've never had any delay with a good airline. It's only like I've never had a flight cancelled and I've never had um, a delay. Really? Other than You're with this lucky. budget airline. Like, okay. Every time I fly with this airline, I say never again. And then I think, oh, you know what? Maybe this time. And then no, just never again. <laughs> and after this time, so I'm sitting there. It's been an hour and a half at this point, And they're still saying, we don't know when we're going to take off. We don't know when we're going to take off. And I write this scathing email and I'm just saying that you guys are the worst. I hate oh you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got really aggressive because I was sick, right? So I've obviously got arthritis I didn't know at the time, but I was just achy. So I'm already sitting there in pain for two hours, knowing that I've still got a three and a half flight ahead of me. Um, and I had planned on, la- I was meant to land at 6.30 in Perth in the afternoon and I was go- in the evening and mum and I were going to go do some late night shopping because Priceline had 40% off on fake tan and I hadn't oh, got to, to get there one. yet. So I had to get, oh yeah, I have to drop that one. Yeah. Because you've got to love Priceline. <laughs> So I had to get to Priceline before late night closed and then I realised, like, I'm not going to make it. So I'm texting mum what I needed. I said, can you go get me this fake tan? Can you get me this? Which, by the way, she went to get and she said it was all sold out, which mm, I don't... Priceline. I don't believe her. She ended up paying it for it. She, she, made, she bought it full price the next day because she felt bad they didn't have it. So cheers, mum. So anyway, we get on the flight. They finally say we're changing gates. Great. Changing gates. We'll go to another gate. By this point, I'm proper pissed off. Um, But the thing I will say about the budget airlines, and I don't know, you know in the Titanic how all the really poor people just like band together and they just get along really good? Yeah. Yeah, that's what it's like when you're flying budget. Everyone's just like, we're all in this shit together. Let's band together. I've never spoken to so many people on a plane before in my life. Normally we just get in and sit down. But these, everyone's just like, oh, you believe these? And you're like, oh, right. And we're all just chatting Saying, oh, we're all going to buy a drink. Like, oh, I've got espresso martinis on here now. whips out the violin. Yeah, well, and uh, that's when the it's going going down. down. We hope no one's going down. (laughs) At this point, I would hope we're just like holding hands and spinning around a circle, like the jolly old times on the Titanic with the poor people. Yeah, so we're all banding together. And we finally, we're in the air, we're about to land, and you could tell that the crew we're very frustrated because obviously the delay, they have to fly the plane from Perth to Melbourne. They've got another flight. So they've got an airport full of airport full of people in Perth who have been delayed because mm-hmm. they're trying to get back to Melbourne. Um, so they say, because we're in a rush, guys, would you mind making sure that the emergency instructions are at the forefront of your pocket, of your seat pocket, so we don't have to come through and do it? Like, no worries, mate. We'll do your job for you. <laughs> Not a problem. We land, and I didn't even, like, I didn't see How the... How hard is it, though, to oh. put the leaflet forward, B? <laughs> oh, the when thing, you've got arthritic hands. When you've got oh, arthritic no. bloody hands. And I've been on this flight, like, in absolute pain. And because it's a budget flight, you know, you're tucked in so tight. Like, the yeah. seat, there's no room. It was awful. Um, and I'm so mad. Like, I was really angry at this point. And then we land, and I didn't get to see the pilot's face specifically, but I can tell you that he was stressed the fuck out because that was the roughest landing. They sped down the runway so fast that everyone literally almost hit their heads on the front of the seat in front of them. We had to put our hands up to stop from like, like I would have hit my head on the seat in front of me because it went so fast. The G force was crazy. And we're all just like, oh shit, you can tell that they're really pissed off. Anyway, I started chatting to the people next to me because, you know, we're all poor and we're all in this together. And they're saying, you know, why are you coming to Perth? And I said, oh, my mum just got a brand new puppy and she wants me to meet it while it's still in its infancy puppy stage. And the people in front of me heard that and they said, that's all the best reason to travel. And I'm like, you know what? This experience, as soon as I touch the puppy, I'm sure I will feel that this experience was worth it. And then this girl says, oh, but good thing we weren't on the shit plane. And I was like, what? What are you talking about, shit plane? Like, was there something wrong with the plane? And she goes, did you not know why the plane got delayed? And I said, no. And she said, "Mm, let me explain. So the plane obviously is going back and forth between Perth and Melbourne. And when it landed in Melbourne, the ground crew started filling up the plane with the Melbourne luggage. Right. But the crew on board were trying to evacuate everyone immediately off the plane because someone had such bad diarrhea on the oh flight my gosh, over. We're way too much about yeah. bodily fluids no, on this podcast. I know, but someone had such bad diarrhea that they stunk up the plane and no one could be on the plane. That is. I know. Could so, you imagine having so been as on much that flight? As, like 
No, imagine being that person. I know. Like, I feel I so just... bad for that person, but they would have been locked in the toilet the whole time, you'd hope. You wouldn't want to show your face. Well, maybe not. Maybe, like, they got really, like, bad flight, flight terror and... I don't know. Like, went in their seat. But the like, thing is... Know. They didn't tell me that. If they had have said... You would have been understanding. If they had have just said, look, we're really sorry, the flight's been delayed because someone has shut out and funked up the plane, I would be like, no worries, you take your time, I'm happy to wait. You know, I'll go down and get some air freshener yeah, if you want, Yeah, but they babe. don't have to tell you. It's like, it's like, oh, gosh. But, no, like gonna but they're me. saying operational error, and it's not an operational error. It's someone yeah. on the flight has shut themselves to the point that... Yeah, the operational error is that the... Air hosts, um, is that what they're called now? What's the right word? Stewart? Flight attendants wouldn't be able to do their job. That's they could the operation. Apparently, no one could breathe on the plane. So I was well, like, that's like, an operational <laughs> error, right? But then, so, you know, I thought, I am never flying with that budget airline again. But on the way back, I had a, another budget flight. And the thing is about these budget flights, right, I didn't pay for my trip to Perth, okay? My mum did because, you know, I don't have any money. <laughs> and so the thing is I didn't have to fly budget. I could have easily flown with a good airline. Oh, and mum. And mum was going to fund the bill anyway. And the whole time I'm sitting there waiting for this budget airline flight, I just thought, oh, for fuck's sake, like, I shouldn't have saved the 50 bucks for mum. I should have just been like the only flight I could get was a good one. Sorry, you're going to have to pay for it. But. I didn't want mum to have to pay too much. So I'm basically a living saint going on this budget flight. Anyway, check in for my flight back and another budget airline flight, a step up from the last one, but still budget. Mm. And they just email me and they're like, oh, flight's cancelled. Oh, <laughs> of, of fucking course it is. Of course it is. Yeah, because, you know, I'm not sick and I don't want to get home to see my doctor. Like, don't stress. I'll just stay here another day. Um, but the good news and the happy ending is, is that because my flight got cancelled, I got upgraded to a good airline, mm. um, for free. So yep. yeah, paid budget, but got a good flight. It wasn't business class. And the thing is that pisses me off about the business class. Like if you're flying with Virgin or Qantas, they have a video at the beginning instead of mm. like, they have like the flight safety video and they'll say, oh, you know, uh, you're... Uh, like life jacket is located in the Under thing your above you, yeah. But then, like in business class, it's located in your foot footrest. I'm like, oh, they've got footrests. <laughs> I don't need to hear that. Tell them that they've got footrests. Have a different video for them. But you're not. You're just rubbing salt in the wounds back here. I swear, I'm the only one that pays attention when they they stand up yeah. and do. The, I get really mad. I'm like looking around. Everyone's reading no one and listens. stuff. Like, pay attention. What do you think's going to happen? No one knows, like, if a flight's going down. No I one... know. I know. I'm putting <laughs> yeah. my oxygen on first. I know where everything <laughs> is located. Well, the instructions never I change. I made aware where my emergency exits are. So you can all, this you is your what? karma for not watching. It's when you sit in the emergency row, though, and they come up to you because you've got the extra leg room and you're mm. excited about that. And then they're just like, just so you know, if there's an emergency, you'll have to assist pe- people getting off. I'm like, bitch. No, I'm not. I'm like, you don't know. You can't. You can tell me that now, and I can say yes. But when a plane is going down, I do not know how I'm going to behave, and I don't know if this is a legally binding contract that we're having right now. So I don't know what's going to happen when the flight does start going down. I'm not going to be like, fuck off, get me off the plane. And they're like, I'm really sorry, but we did agree at the beginning of the flight that you would be assisting. Like, no, I just want the leg room. I'm not helping people. I've got arthritis. I can't pull the door down. You just said that you were a living saint before. <laughs> now you're like, I'm not. No, I'm a living saint while the plane's working, but shit, when it's going down, it's every so man for himself. Any, like, uh, God bless you, Bianca. Thank but you. But is there any tips or tricks uh, that the, you're the only tips offering? I can give you, honestly, is one, pay for the better flight. Yeah, but it's expensive. Oh, it is expensive. But the thing is, the budget airlines aren't budget enough to give such shit service. That's the thing. I would have been gladly, like, if it and was they, a th- they fly you. I think that's the bottom line is that you get flown from one place to another. It's A to B service. It's yeah. not like, that's what it is. But it's not budget. It's not cheap enough. 
I want really cheap for that shit. Do you know what I mean? Like, I want slingshot from <laughs> Victoria. Just put me in a fucking Just... cannon, okay? I don't care. Like, I would pay, pay twenty bucks if there was a cannon service <laughs> that was cheaper. I'd do it. Like, there's and the thing is, like Perth. I think it's for like if I was flying, say, to Sydney or somewhere shorter, I'd probably go the budget. But Perth is a little bit longer. It's like mm. a four-hour flight. It's just not worth it. I always. Um, Always, always go budget if you're going to Tasmania because by the time that you get up into the air, it's like now we're pre- preparing they, for they, descending. They like Straight run away. with the drink cart. They do. They're like, quickly, you've got to sit back down. And you've got to drink that right now because <laughs> the tray table has to go up. Yeah, did I tell – so my um, – Oh, so my boss, I, I'm an executive assistant, as as y'all may know. I don't know. And a model. Oh, and, oh, and a model. Slash oh my model. God. <laughs> um, and my boss asked me to book him a, him and his wife a flight to Tasmania. And I said, no worries, mate. Booked the flights. And he was a bit like, they're expensive. But he's like, oh, I did leave it too late. That's why they cost so much. So I booked the flights. And then two days later, he says, B. And he just shows me the piece of paper of the flights and I'm like yeah and he's like I need to go to Launceston and I was like you said Tasmania and Launceston and I was like why I was like you said Tasmania not New Zealand he's like okay first of all Launceston's not in New Zealand and I was like it sounds like it is though doesn't it though like doesn't Launceston just sound like it could be a New Zealand place like whatever and he's like I need to go to Launceston I was like okay I was like I yeah, but you're going Hobart. And he's like, yeah, but I need to go to Launceston. And I was like, I don't really understand what you're trying to tell me. He's like, there's another airport. I'm like, Hope. I was like, Tasmania has two airports. And he's like, they actually have four. <laughs> I was like, what? It's so small. And so he said, can you try and change the flight? And the difference between Launceston and Hobart is one is at the very north and one is at the very south. Yeah, which as I found out is there a two-hour drive away because it was going to cost about $800 to change the flight. So mm. then I said, do you want me to book you a car rental? And I had to drive two hours. Now, at this You're point, so I know how shit am I at my job? Like how I was so embarrassed and I thought I'm going to get like my flight. He's going to dock my pay for these flights. And he was just like, you know what? It's not your fault because I didn't specify. And I'm like, shit. You're a really nice boss. <laughs> I thought I was going to get fired. Do so you there have we go. Any tips? No, I've got no tips. So you, li- so but all week, I'm saying you've is, you've just got your your diary I've been so plane sick. story. I've been, I've been so sick that all I've been doing is literally I've flown from Perth, Melbourne to Perth, Perth to Melbourne, and I've gone to the doctors and I've got a diagnosis. That's all I've done. Mm-hmm. So I actually haven't had time to do anything. So I just thought I'd bring you guys up to speed but on that. People are really happy to have got this far into the podcast. I actually think. No, hold on. I did this uh, uh, quite a few weeks ago where, remember, I didn't have, I just went, nah, got nothing, guys. Yeah. Like, so this, this is week, my. You've got your past now. Yeah, but, but you had yours because it was your birthday. Mine was because I've had a serious. No, mine wasn't my birthday. Yeah, you did. It was you said it's my birthday. Darling, I got hit by a car. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> I, uh, there's so many. I, uh, <laughs> we've been doing this a while. Okay. So, all right. Because I didn't do a challenge, I'm doing air quotes again, because I didn't do a challenge and I haven't got any advice. Why don't we move on to yours so that you can okay. actually educate people? Because clearly I'm shit at everything no. I do. Oh. Carport flights to Tasmania. Can't do a podcast. What? Don't flip <laughs> it like that. Sob, sob. Oh. Um, no, I'm sorry that you've been through such a rough time. I'm really happy. I, you opened a door for me today and I'm really excited what that medication has done for you. I know. you can even get through a door before. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. So I'm really happy for you. This week, um, I really found it hard to f- come up with something. Mm. My anxiety, like, and when I say my anxiety, I'm clinically diagnosed, right? Yeah. It's not like when people sort of use the word anxiety and say, um, you know, they're just like stressed out or something. No, yeah. I'm like, it's all been off the Richter scale. I went off to the, the Richter. Off uh, the Richter. <laughs> mm. Whoa, Black Eyed Peas. I haven't heard them in a while. And it continues. Sorry. I'm so sorry. No, that's fine. I'm uh, just talking about my anxiety. <laughs> and um, So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I went to the doctor this mm. week and I walked in and I said, like, meds, like, please. Yeah. I'm just like, look, I think we can do something. Uh, whatever. Um, so I've I've been struggling and I, like, can I just really ask, hard. sorry, because with, with anxiety, 
the meds that, that they give is usually just antidepressants. Is that or am I incorrect? Oh, I am not a doctor. I wouldn't have a clue. Yeah. I have always just taken I think anxiety they... is quite a difficult one to treat. I think they can give like Valiums, but I don't think you can take that every day. I don't actually well, know. I think is, it's a hard one to deal with. Anxiety. I have like quite a few diagnoses. So I diagnoses. Okay. Yep. Yeah. That's I am a doctor. I know. Um, <laughs> I really do. Uh, yeah. So like they, if I've ever, I try not to be on medication. <laughs> it's not really working. Um, but if they have, then I just take whatever they've yeah. given me. And sometimes they're for different things. But anyway, so I found it a little bit challenging. Um, and I thought deeply about this and because of my not modelling thing that I did for this shoot that I took photos for, the piece that I wrote Mm. was about kids' empowerment and how to give them confidence Mm. and how, um, you know, to support their creativity and self-expression. And individuality. Yeah. And so I thought, do you know what? You know when you're at school and you've written something and say it was about... um, women's place in sport and you've literally given the same essay to the sport teacher who wanted you to write something in the history teacher because yeah. they've like sort of overlapped yeah, yeah. And so you're like sweet well guess what guys I'm <laughs> cheating because I obviously wrote this for something else but I thought do you know what I'm gonna like break down into dot points and yeah. I'm gonna talk about the ways in which I am actively trying to think of because kids are all seem to have anxiety and stuff mm. now too. I don't yeah. know if it's just like more awareness or whatever it is, but I don't all want my kids to go through what I'm going through. Yeah, And also, I don't know, like social media I feel like has turned a little bit. Uh, my relation, relationship with um, people talking about depression, anxiety and all this sort of stuff, I'm, I'm, I'm having a really big problem with them. I'm having to sort of take myself off it a lot. Really? Because, yeah... <laughs> There is a big difference between um, breaking down barriers barriers and talking about it and not treating it like it's taboo and um, people feeling like they're supported supported to tell what they're going through and also glorification. Yeah. Um, Like the the jewellery. So there is is jewellery at the moment that, for anyone that hasn't seen it, um, where you can get like earrings or necklaces that say anxiety Anxiety. or depression, Um, bipolar, I think, even. And I thought, when I first saw this, I thought it was weird because I thought that's like, and I don't think, I don't have these conditions. I mean, I probably wouldn't wear the one that says arthritis now that I have that. I probably (laughs) wouldn't. Um, And it's not that I'm ashamed of it. I do think in a way it's glorification. And I I, I think it's kind of... For some reason, these, oh, I don't want to say this, but these conditions are kind of like, it's almost it's like trendy. Trendy, them, right? because you wouldn't wear one oh. that says anorexia or bulimia, would you? Or schizophrenia. You wouldn't. Or, and I have such an issue with it because to me, it's like, oh, you're so cool because you are feeling on a deeper level. Like, that's how I think that people yeah. treat anxiety and depression. It's like, oh, you just feel too much. Mm. No. It's like it's the emo it. it's like the emo kid era of mm. our generation. Like, you know, yeah. I listen to really sad like my bloody Valentine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and uh, you know, um like uh, I don't know, there's I also don't want to stop people from doing what they do mm. that might help them. So like yeah. if they've got anxiety and they think that a necklace is going to help them, okay, go for it. But there's a part of me that someone that really, really, really has been struggling of late mm. um, and like I'm happy to sit here and talk about it to an extent, yeah. but it is crippling and I just see it like thrown around so much. Yeah, I like, think as well, because if you would say say you're wearing a necklace that says anxiety. Mm. Um, it just feels like a badge of honour. No, not but a, not even like, that. Like, like, and I, okay, and I don't have anxiety, but I have a lot of friends that do, and a lot of them tell me the biggest thing that they have a problem with is not, sometimes it's with their own friends, but say they're going to a party where they don't know anyone. They're like, that is such a terrifying thing for them, and they, they try to play off that. They're all, they're all okay. Mm-hmm. They might even say like, "Oh, I'm so sorry, I'm having a really bad anxiety attack." But they wouldn't wear a necklace that says anxiety because they would feel like it's drawing attention to the fact 
that they are having anxiety about the situation. So it, I don't know, I like, I, and I don't know, but wouldn't you want to not do that? Yeah, or am I wrong? I don't know. Ironic. Anyone that's listening, I'm, I honestly don't have anxiety, Look, so I don't like know. we're just talking through this and, and if we might someone be so wrong. actually does have this jewellery and wears it, can you please like DM us and explain why? Because I I, I want to know if it does help because I genuinely am cons- uh, not concerned, but I'm interested in how it would help. Because I have a good friend that has depression and I said, would you wear that? And he was like, absolutely not, no. It feels ironic that to me, just to me, that I would wear something that says anxiety on it and then I would go out into the public and a random person go, oh, anxiety, you got anxiety. I would get ang- like increased levels yeah, of anxiety that's what I having mean. to talk to a stranger about it. Like yeah. to me, the things that make me better, and I'm happy to talk about it, but it's like sitting here with you, mm. a friend, and going through it or a doctor yeah. or a partner or whatever, but not just like, you know, it's also it opens up to being sp- Sprung on about you know at any time yeah. someone could start talking about my anxiety. I don't mm. know. I just there's just like this sort of glorification at the moment that I'm just like struggling with because it's actually not cool. It's not bad, and we, you know, we shouldn't be um, ashamed ashamed at no. all for having it. But then it's also I don't want people to think that it's fun to live like this because it's really, really, really yeah. not. Or like, that they're not cool because they don't have anxiety, like... Oh, my you know. gosh, you're so lucky. Yeah, like, like oh... Because you're right, yeah, like, they... like, <laughs> But it could be perceived like, I don't feel enough. Like, yeah, yeah like, I'm I'm not in touch with my emotions or something. I uh, sometimes think that <laughs> yeah. people are like, oh, of course Annie's got it because, you know, oh, she's just, like, so sensitive, she's a snowflake, she's too empathetic. Like, no, it's also, <laughs> like... There's also a really clinical element mm. of it. Like, you can get anxiety just by the type of person you are mm. and the way that your brain is, or it can be from environmental yeah. things that have happened in your life. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. But anyway, I, it really got me thinking about what can I do. My kids don't have anxiety at all, and I and I always get a little bit paranoid about, like, rubbing off on them or, you know. Yeah. I just don't want... Like I said, they, they could grow up and just have it. But then also if it in terms of environment, like what ways can I give them self-confidence yeah. and the tools in which to yeah. be a happier person? <clears throat> yeah. Right? So I wrote a little list. Oh. Just to burn with me while I So someone up. actually did some work in this podcast. <laughs> I'm glad to hear. I know. <laughs> I know. So, okay, so one of the things for me is – making kids independent right mm. if you if your child is more independent and feels like they have some control over yeah. their life then i just i remember as a child when i wanted to be vegetarian and for a really long time my parents like would just say no and the loss of control was really hard mm-hmm. the fact that you know um so i i think that it's all within reason so one of the ways is i always allow my kids to pick their own clothing. Now, some people are going to be like, oh, she's such a hippie. Like, it's not practical. Like, you know, you've got to go get (laughs) out. It's winter. You can't wear a bikini in winter. No. Well, my kids are old enough to know that now. Within practicality. You know, how is a baby meant to pick its outfit? Okay, I get that. Let's just be reasonable. All right. But when they were young, so if they were younger and they you know, say can't pick something practical for themselves. It wasn't about just telling them, okay, this is what you're wearing today. It's about giving them five options or three options right. or whatever and going, you know, pick which pick one. Pick which one. Instead of it's not about limiting options, but it's also not about um giving them free giving range. Giving them too many. Yeah, yeah. You know? So that that is one of the ways that I think, you know, they can take control and also they can feel free to be expressive. Because what we wear sort of communicates how we feel. Mm. And, yeah, so that was, like, my first Yeah, tip. that's a good point. Um, and also, like, I always call it dinosaur at the dentist. Like, pick your battles. It's totally... What is dinosaur at the dentist? Like, I just always call it... This is my just my catchphrase. Like, when my friends are like, oh, they're wearing... My, the other day my friend was saying that her daughter wore sandals and socks. Uh-huh. And I said, it's dinosaur at the dentist. Like, who 
cares? Really, who cares? You're allowed to let your child dress up in a dinosaur outfit to go to the dentist because what, what problem is it? It's not affecting your dental checkup, right, is it? Right, no. No, it's Well, unless not. they've got like a T-Rex head on, in which case it's difficult to get in there and check <laughs> yeah, those teeth. True, yeah, that. yeah. But, um, and so this brings me into the second point. <laughs> um, okay, so it's okay to be a dinosaur at the dentist. Totally mm. fine. But... Not Being at a, a dinosaur, exactly. I would put down not in a place of worship. No, especially like yeah. my Christian church didn't really believe in dinosaurs. No, so yeah. Maybe don't do the <laughs> dinosaur totally the dentist. Yeah. So then it is about explaining. So for me and growing up, um, my parents were awesome. By the way, I had I'm so lucky. I had such an awesome upbringing. But just reflecting back, difference, mm. you know, I got told no a lot with no expectation, uh, no explanation. I yeah, mean. yeah. Um, and I think that you have to give an explanation to things. That's so important. Yeah. So it's like, Mom, why can't I wear my dinosaur outfit today? It's okay. So because in, it, you know, why can't um. Like, say, a top that says, you know, if you... It's offensive, right? Okay, is it's too cold or it's offensive or whatever. And mm. then it gives them the tools to figure it out. So next time that they go to pick something, they know that, like, you yeah. know. And then make... Like, you've got to negotiate. So, okay, you can't wear the dinosaur outfit today because we're going to church, say. Um, and they're not going to be no, chill with not. that. Yeah. So... <laughs> But then go, but tomorrow you can totally wear it. Like, you've got to make agreements yeah, and come yeah. to, you've got to make compromise. Mm. So things can't just always be like, no, and that's the way yeah, it yeah. is. Like, it has to be explanation and compromise. Next thing I said, okay, so I'm a bit of an A-type personality, a little bit. Yeah, just a I'm, bit. I'm backing off on it. But when my kids, like, say, build a Lego house, and they have put the toilet in the dining room. Mm. You know, like, you're just like, like, you have to start chilling and putting instructions away, right? This is my big thing. I guess it's a good thing because you know how sometimes if you're watching the telly and you really have to go, you Mm. could just, you don't even have to pause or wait for an ad, you could just go. Number one, though, you wouldn't want to. Oh, yeah. look, if I was designing a house, yeah, great. <laughs> Have a toilet in every room. I'm just room. talking about Lego here, yeah. obviously. This is not like I think that's if what the this kids is my actual house. Yeah, no, I would definitely have the toilet. I virtually do anyway. If yeah. you've seen my house, our toilet is right on our kitchen. So I can, when I was toilet training my kids, I could cook mm. and they could sit on the toilet. I could yeah, cook, it's talk great. To, it was felt very unhygienic, <laughs> but whoever designed my house, yeah, was totally playing Lego the same way. Or like, you know when you've got your Christmas tree up and you see it all the time every year, all the parents like, oh, my God, you know, like I want my Christmas tree perfect. You actually have to make some compromise and mm. let kids do things as well, like for yeah. themselves. Give them the lower branches, sit back, and actually you got to chill out and let yeah. kids do what they'll do. So I put <laughs> this is the dot point, put instructions away. Yeah. you got to put the instructions away. But as away. well, like the Christmas tree is more for the kids. And I know that everyone wants exactly. like the David Jones tree, but you know what? You'll get it when your kids are teenagers and don't give a shit about the tree anymore. You can have your tree how you want it. Yeah, because for sometimes now, like... Things aren't perfect in my opinion, but it's actually not about my opinion. It's about the kids. Exactly. You know, that's we're got doing to, it for the kids. Robbie all, Williams. How many songs Ky- can we get? Kylie into? Minogue. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Another one I have here is don't kiss. So don't curse. Guess no. Oh, curse. I, was I would say. be really really bad. No, that's not oh, on yeah. here. Um, so my children draw artwork. And they come up and you go, oh, is that a dog? And they're like, no, that's a submarine. That's you, mummy. Yeah. <laughs> Again, flattered. You know, dogs yeah. are great. I'm um, a bitch. Oh, my God, I'm doing it again. But, yeah, that if it's, <laughs> if it's a female dog, then call me a bitch. Yeah. So I think that allowing them to do to explain things to you first, yeah. mm. like, gives them – it doesn't put your adult brain ideas onto them again. 
You, yeah. Do you know what I'm trying to say? No, I like, do. Just let them say what it is. And explain And to if you. it's a really crap drawing in your point of view, but you can see that it's really good for them, yeah. then put it on the wall. And as well, though, because if you um, hear what your kid says first without just guessing, then you'll start to understand how they see things. And then the next time they give it to you, you'll know exactly what it is. Yeah. Although I must say, I like, okay, I don't have kids, but... I have to guess a lot of the time what kids are saying because I feel like only parents understand their oh, toddler's 100%. language. And I really hate if I'm talking to a toddler because um, when I speak to a toddler, I literally don't know what to say. You know, like most people will say like, oh, is that your favourite book? But I'm just like, so what do you feel about Malcolm Turnbull's latest decision? Like <laughs> it wasn't good, was it? And the kids just look at me like, what? Like I don't know how to talk to them and they'll say something to me and I have to I'm like looking at the parent for assistance because I'm like, can you help me? Because you obviously understand what they're they're trying to say. And the kid will say it three times and then I have to guess. And I'm always so far off. And then I just look like a dick and the kid's all upset because I don't understand. I'm just like, I'm just going to leave. Oh, no, I think that um, too many adults talk to kids in baby voices. Mm. I'm no, I'm with you. you like maybe don't <laughs> the what you're actually talking about seems a bit much. <laughs> yeah. But like you know when they're like, "Oh, are you going?" Yeah, that I just can't. Really cute. My kids look back and they're like, "Why are you talking yeah, to me?" Yeah, I can't like do that. that. You know, I'm not talk good. to them normally. Mm. Yeah. So I just had that my dot point there was like, "Don't guess." And you know, maybe you don't think it's their best work, but again, not about you. Like, mm. um, this is some, by the way, just like let kids get away with everything. Obviously, this mm. is about building confidence in the yeah. smallest of ways. And I'm not a child psychologist. This is just the ways that I think that to help. I have yeah. helped. Um, Okay, just real quick one. Read for fun. Not, you know, readers, you get them home and they're like, ugh, go forever and they're so boring and they're about, grandma went to the supermarket and it's like, great, I don't care. You've got to let them, like, read for fun, you know. Always set aside time for that. Um, And then it gives them confidence when they're reading to you because, you know, I used to feel that I couldn't read out loud I used to feel really, really highly strung about reading out mm. loud because um, I felt like everything was a test as right. a child. Like yeah, yeah. Everything was a test. But if you're reading for fun, then you're also practising. But It's you can, for fun. But then when you go to read out loud, you feel a bit more chill yeah, about yeah. Big one is adult free time. Oh, my goodness. Like, And we're not talking like... Kick come, him out of the house. Come, come back when the street lights turn <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, it's not that era anymore. No, no. no, but like, okay, set them up. If you have like Lego, just set them up in the lounge room or whatever with Lego and go in a different room. Just leave yeah. them alone. Just leave them. They need to actually learn to figure well, things I feel out by themselves. Cer- by a certain age, though. You can't leave them alone too young, can you? Okay, I don't so know. Like, I'm not a mum. I have no idea. So, like, if they're two, obviously they need to be supervised. That's true, yeah. But you can sit back and supervise. Yeah, you don't have to be, like, hovering. Helicopter yeah. parent. Helicopter ah, parent. See? Oh, my God. Yes. I am basically And just, like, let parent. them go. Sometimes you're like, oh, 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 should I intervene? But you actually have to let them go a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're climbing that thing and you can see that they're Ooh. a bit stuck and you want to assist them up, no, like, just... Let him be. Let him fall. Yeah. Like, just let him fall. <laughs> They'll figure it out. Obviously, all within safety, but just yeah. leave kids alone a little yeah. bit. And, yeah, of course, you've got to have, like, time together. But, no, I, I think that we have too much time. Yeah, and I feel that they have, like, if you give a kid independence and not not so much, like, but they, the more responsibility and independence you give them, the more mm. they raise, rise to the occasion of being better behaved, I feel. Because yeah. if you set the, the, up at the bar up high, kids will rise to well, it. it. It reminds me of, um, you know how the stats came out about how more, in Australia, more private school kids get into university than public school kids? But once they're there... More public school kids are public school kids are more likely to finish the course out, right? Yeah, and that's because well, the theory is in private school. I mean, you're spoon fed. You know, yeah. have you got that in on time? You can not with a get golden that. spoon. Yeah, well, depends on what your fees are, but <laughs> you know, they're they're more yeah. assisted and they're you know pushed along. Where public school kids are sort of left, they've got it's one, the, it's a great system. My it's kids the go to a budget school. airline of no, uh, it's not because no. I went great. to a public school and I I have no, like my my kids will be going public school a hundred percent. Like I 
believe in the public school system. Yeah. Um, but the public school kids, once they're in uni, go through, and yeah. I think, and, well, and this is what they're saying, this is not me and my thoughts, it's because they, they are left to learn independence yeah. and skills to actually study independently yeah. so that when they're in university, it's not a shock. When their lecturers and stuff at uni uh, aren't saying, hey, you, you have haven't to- got that thing yeah. yet. You know, and they don't perhaps- take role. They don't do role. Is, it, is that what you guys, do you guys call it role here? Role? Take like roll call? Yeah, they don't do role at... Don't they at public school? Oh, no, they what? do, but they don't do it at... Um, University. Oh, university. So, you they know, it's just like, they, they're just like, you know, they're like, this is adult learning. And they say it like at the very beginning, this is adult learning. If you don't want to come, I could give less of a shit, but yeah. you're basically paying on for you. nothing. It's on you. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm not going to chase your ass. And I'm like, oh, dope. Okay. I won't come or I'll just do it online. And it's however it works for you. But Absolutely. if you don't want to do it, don't do it. Yeah. But it's on you, babe. Exactly. Last one was just, um, okay. I always talk about being really proud of my kids. I'm proud of them, proud of them, proud of them, proud of them. And everyone's like, okay, honey, we get it, shut up. But, <laughs> like, um, I think that kids also need recognition not just for their achievements, but they also, like, need to be shown. This is, like, getting a little bit hippie. And I don't know that people are going to mm. go, oh, honey. Um, I'm getting ready to roll my eyes yeah. in three, But they two. need to be shown, like, love from like their parents or carers or whatever, that they need to be shown that it is unconditional. So like say um, they didn't do so well, like, you know, you make scrapbooks and stuff of all their like well-done certificates and all that yeah. sort of stuff. And that shows that, yeah, you're proud of the achievements. Yeah. But when they don't do well and not fail but don't do as well as they had hoped, didn't yeah. get very good results on that test that they sat... I just think that we need to show love that you're there as well because right. um, I don't know. I, I just think that part of being unconditional is that it's meant to be unconditional and not saying that people withhold love like, you know, at all, but I'm just saying and I'm not saying you should go above and beyond and be like, what does that show? Meet the Fockers, and they have, like, the 13th place ribbon up on the wall. Like, I'm not saying that either. <laughs> I'm not saying that you should be, like, so supportive, like, oh, great work, 2% on that test. It's yeah. better than nothing. Yeah. Like, don't always be, like, always looking at glass half full. Yeah. But just there's ways to, you know, show, okay, I can see that you're really disappointed. Yeah. And um, can I help you mm. get better or yeah like there's ways to show unconditional love because like at the end of the day if you know that your parents or your carers or whatever have got your back it gives you confidence yeah it's and true. you can go to them when mm. you're older everything like yeah. whatever we do now with mm. kids like I've got seven-year-old and twins at a five whatever I do now is kind of setting up Shaping for like teen- them. Yeah. teenagers. That's pretty when scary. When everyone complains <laughs> and says like it's really hard work. Yeah. Which is kind of a daunting thing to think about, but yeah. It's so that's coming. pretty where pretty much where I was at. Well, I this think that's week. excellent that you you've Actually, given those like, tips. Actually, like gave it a shot at yeah. thinking of ways. Yeah. Well, I think I mean like it is true because whatever you do in like for a childhood, you know. Yeah. And you know, isn't it just a classic thing of like every adult that just well, I, my childhood. Just like they go back to their childhood, oh, like this yes. happened in my childhood, or yeah, I and mean, you're like, oh mate, take some responsibility for yourself. <laughs> but no, sometimes I get it. Like your childhood can be pretty shit, but um, yeah, you know, it's good if you're thinking about this ahead now and really nurturing that because it will help in the future. Yeah, my kids have been extraordinarily difficult this week, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's just I don't want them to end up like me. Like I don't. Aww. I'm not saying I'm an awful person. I'm not, but I don't want them to have to go through this. Like yeah, it's, it's so creepy. I need a puppy to cuddle. Yeah. Oh, oh my god, was it worth it? Oh, okay. The flight. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, the puppy is so small that when the puppy went to the vet, they thought it was a guinea pig. <gasps> yeah. Oh, that is so. Yeah, because it's so little. Oh my god, and that's like the opposite of my rats. Yeah. My, my rats that I had, oh, rest in peace, um, I had three rats and they were all over a kilo each, which is heavier than my daughters were when they were born. Yeah, that's a big So my rats rat. were bigger than my children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and they were like ginormous. And we used to, they used to get mistaken for like... Rabbits. Well, essentially, Rabbit, when we pigs. used to go into the vet, 
Yeah. Oh my god! Oh, hey, did I tell you about the last the last time I took one of them into the vet? No, they've all passed away now. They've ha- they passed away, unfortunately. No. Okay, this is like a sad story, but whatever. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. <laughs> um, so my rat overnight got paralysis. Um, it's really quite common in rats. Yeah, it happens like about I think it's like thirty percent or something mm. of rats when they reach old age. So it just couldn't move its back legs at all. And you saw that I built it a wheelchair. I yeah. tried to build it this wheelchair. Oh, my gosh. Mm. And it was out of Lego. This is all connecting. Right. So I built it this wheelchair out of Lego. And I'm not laughing. It's not funny. Again, rest <laughs> in peace, mate. But um, this just shows how this is kind of like the fake tan leg story, right? <laughs> like this shows who I am as a person. So my heart was there, but my abilities is not. Yeah. So I my, my, I'm building this wheelchair made out of Lego and it had this attachment that had Velcro, Velcro around it. Yeah. And you put the rat on the wheelchair. Cause I, like I didn't a wanna, trailer for I was doing legs. everything I could not to have it put down. Yeah. I don't want to put it down. It just needs a wheelchair and I want to build it a wheelchair yeah. and I rang all these wheelchair companies that make things for like sheep and cats and dogs but no one cares about rats yeah. no so I had to build it it's a wheelchair put it on strapped in the Velcro yeah and the first time I did it it was sort of working I'm like oh this is oh. great and then I just did a couple of adjustments put it on again and I, I, I tightened it oh, and look it at had you, like a harness, had a harness around its neck yeah. like sort of around so if you can imagine it's pulling its body weight yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Anyway, I was like tapping it on the bottom and it wasn't moving. I'm like, come on, mate. Like, it was moving two seconds ago. Yeah. I just spent five hours building this <laughs> wheelchair. Come on, mate. You can do it. You can do it. And he wasn't moving. And I thought, oh, I'm just going to get my phone out because my eyesight is so terrible. Yeah. I'll get my phone out. So usually I take photos so then I can zoom up and so see. see what's going on. Maybe we should get you like a magnifying glass or something. I do, but it's, it doesn't have the magnification on it, but whatever. Right. It's just, it okay. was what it was. All right. So I took the photos and then I quickly had them on my computer, zoomed in and freaked out. I, You know, you get in cold sweat. It had its tongue hanging out of its mouth and its eyes sort of like boggling I had cut off the circulation to its... Oh, my God, I know. I, it couldn't breathe. And we were like... so. We, so we were just going out. We had a really important event to go to, Liam and I. I was all dressed up at, by this point because I'd worked on it all day, five hours, and I was dressed up in a dress <gasps> with makeup on and everything. And then I've realised, so I've cut it off really quickly and I started giving it CPR and Liam's walked in. And I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Like CPR, 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 put it blowing into its mouth. And I'm just feeling like the worst person in the world because my heart is, I don't want to put yeah. my rat down. I want to build this wheelchair. So, it, And now I'm just like, honestly, tell. accidentally, yeah. uh, have I accidentally just killed yeah. my fucking gorgeous mm-hmm. rat? Yeah, you did. So I'm like, come on, mate, come on, mate, come on, mate, blowing in its mouth. I did it for a while. He came back. Oh my god! He, went, he squeaked. Came back. Oh, yeah, sweet I know. pumpkin pie. But I burst into tears and bawled my eyes out. Oh and my so god. my makeup was all oh down my, my face. Oh my god! Liam went off to the event. I was two hours later, and <laughs> um, and Liam had to say to everyone at this event, "I'm so sorry," and he's just been giving CPR to our rat. Yeah, that's. And like, you know what? Standard. Everyone that knows you would just be like, of course she is. Like, yeah. I, I, that's actually what I assume she was doing. But like, I'm glad that you backed it up. Everyone has a normal excuse, like, oh, the babysitter was running late. <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. Sorry. Yeah, CPR to the rat. Yeah, she so. um, created a wheelchair harness um, out of Lego, Lego and Velcro, but she killed the rat. But she's, don't worry, because she's brought it back to life. Yeah. yeah. Um, great. Don't know what, <laughs> why I told that story. No, I love it. So, because oh, you're talking about the guinea pig. So, yeah, your dog was like a guinea pig. Yeah. So now we come to a really embarrassing point mm. of the podcast. Oh. I'm really sorry, everyone, that we've got to do this. We've got to plug something. And what we're plugging, I'm sure, if you've made it this fucking far into the podcast, you're not going to mind that we're plugging it. But we are about to do our first ever, drum roll, please, live podcast recording. Ooh. And it's really worrying 
Um, Talk about anxiety. <laughs> yeah. Because we don't have a topic. We don't know what we're doing. We don't no, know. Let's not say that. We've got to sell tickets. We're going to have... And we have topics gonna be organized. that We're organised. We're going to have the best show ever. It's going to be right. Woo, woo. So if you are interested, keep your eyes peeled on Instagram. If you part follow us at Fringe We Want Festival. To Be Better, it will be part of the Melbourne Fringe Festival. So if you live in Melbourne... Um, We'd love yeah, to see you there. We're just doing one. We're just doing one. It's one night only. It's John Farnham, babe. One night only. Um, could be the last one. <laughs> could be the last one. We might come back, but yeah, one but night only. Yeah, that's why only. we're saying it's John Farnham. Like we were I know, yeah. It's first and the last. First and the last, but you never know. In the John Farnham In the John Farnham <laughs> Yeah. So uh, we will be doing a show. If you follow us on Instagram at We Want To Be Better, we will be putting up the dates as to where you can get tickets. But um, a dormant Instagram page that we just can't even organise either. I'm we, so we're sorry. Gonna, we're gonna. I'm. You know, this is going to be part of our challenge. We've yeah. just got to get this rolling. We've got to get this rolling. And I you mean, know what? I'm doing Dry July next week, so next <gasps> this month. So I'm going to be sober as a judge. I'm sure I'll have plenty of time to run the Instagram. It's fine. And I have oh. fingers that work now, so my thumbs are in power to start scrolling. That's so exciting. Yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah. and we should do that thing like every other podcast I do and say, um, like and subscribe. Yeah, well, review like, us only sus- if it's a good review, oh, though. Yeah. Like, don't review us on this episode Specifically, because like we don't want to tell you what to do, but <laughs> review us if with, with only five stars. Yeah, only- <laughs> like if you don't like us, just like maybe just go and make yourself a cuppa. Yeah, just unsubscribe <laughs> or something. Just don't, because there's our one review on our page. I'm getting pissed off. Uh, whoever reviews you first on on podcasts is the first one up. Like the first person to review yeah. is always going to be the yeah. first one seen, and that's the shittest. One and it's got. our one star yeah. review. Yeah. Could that person not that they're listening anymore? Edit. Just like maybe just not take like, it back, babe. Yes. We're not forcing <laughs> you. Yeah. So uh, don't forget to like. Subscribe and follow us on Instagram. I know there's like nothing new at the moment, but like, don't worry, it's coming. And um, yeah, we will let you know when we're doing Fringe Festival. And hopefully next week we'll come back and we'll have a much better. Maybe even email some tips of what you want to hear on Fringe. Yeah. Like, really spoon feed us like spoon a private school. Private school, please. Cause, please. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, we, we need a little bit of help. I mean, we want to be better, but we just. Yeah, we're guidance, babe. Just, we need guidance. <laughs> 